What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining, as I say all the time, please subscribe, share, tell people about it on the Twitters, uh, on the Instagrams, on the intro webs, wherever you like to share stuff. Um, of course, I usually plug dates here at the website, which is andrewsantino.com, which usually has all the information for where I'm going to be doing stand-up. Unfortunately, the tour has been canceled um, indefinitely. We don't know when we're going to put stuff back up. We do have tickets that are being rescheduled, rearranged. Chicago, of course, got moved to July. Cleveland and um, Cincinnati got moved to July slash in August. Uh, Dallas is going to be at the end of the year. We're moving stuff around, but I can't officially release dates here because um, they're not cement yet because we don't know what's going to go on. Uh, stay safe out there. In the meantime, we go to andrewsantino.com if you want to see the Patreon where I put up live videos and do live interactive chats with people on a private YouTube um, as well as uh, the merch store where you can get great merch. Uh, I think we're doing discounts right now. Um, I put up some links on Twitter and stuff you can find to get cool merch. Go to the Patreon. You can also uh, you can also just watch uh, some other Red Rocket stuff that's up there when we put stuff up there. Um, and in the meantime, thank you for joining us. Uh, and I should say us as in me because it's me this week because of what's going on. Uh, I'll stop rambling. And uh, let's enjoy the episode with myself. Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an incredible place for you to get templates to make your website to host whatever it is you like to do, whether it's make and sell products online, whether it's to host uh, a bunch of different uh, art that you want to put up there for the world to see. You can either design stuff on your own or you can use templates that they prearranged for you and that they've got for your use. I've used Squarespace multiple different times for different websites that I've changed over the years. It's awesome. It's incredible. It's very user-friendly. Uh, I will say I'm a sucker. I always use what they give me because I'm, I'm a dummy. I'm a dumb person and I don't know how to creatively make up stuff on my own when it comes to website design. So I will just use what they have because what they have is pretty impressive to say the least. They, they're they beautiful templates and they're world-class designers that put them together. It's a, It has powerful e-commerce e functionality. It can let you sell at a very high rate that doesn't impede on getting the products to the people that need it. Um, and it's such a good way to buy domains to capture what you're looking to push out to the world and let people know uh, that you're ready to start letting people know what you got to offer. Let them know what you got, kid. Um, do yourself a big favor. Head to squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code whiskey. Like we say, you can save yourself 10% off your first purchase or website of your domain or liking. It is awesome. You should use Squarespace. I highly recommend it. Now, on to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. That creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey, seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today it is Andrew Santino. Hey, hey, hi, it's me. It's me doing a solo today. We're doing a solo episode uh, due to the circumstances that's going on with Monsieur COVID, COVID, with COVID-19, man. So I'm going to be talking sweet and softly into your ear for an hour or so while I sip a big old honking glass of Buffalo Trace because that's what I like to do to calm my nerves and my brain. It's been tough. It's been a crazy, weird week and a half, two weeks. Of course, I was in Chicago when a show got canceled and I had to jet home as fast as I could. And uh, now it's been sitting around the house cleaning 
then panicking about what I read on the internet, then cleaning more, then panicking more, sleeping, napping, eating, going for jogs, I'm working out. I see a lot of people posting workout videos. A lot. I'm not going to call out some of my friends. A lot of people be posting those workout videos, and I got to tell you, it's a little fucking annoying. It's super annoying. I'm taking a sip. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're drinking at home, that should be the drinking game. Drink with me every time I take a sip. You should take a sip. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty annoying to see your friends doing these home workout videos. I like working out. I'm trying to do it at the house as much as I can. I also don't know if I need to see you doing it every day. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know if I, I don't know if I need to watch you uh, in your guest bedroom lifting up different pieces of furniture. This is how you can really get toned. So if you, if you just grab like one of these um, flower pots, usually like two to four pounds. And you can lift it. You can do um, squats. It can, you can act as a kettlebell, kettle pot. <laughs> Isn't that the pot calling the kettlebell black and I'm at home? It's annoying. It's annoying. I don't need to see you. I got challenged the other day by Kendra Lust to do a, uh, a booty photo on Hump Day Wednesday Challenge. That's funny. I'll put my tushy out uh, on the internet for a laugh. I just don't want to show you me running and working out in, in, in my house because it's embarrassing. It just looks weird. I was dancing the other day. I would put on, put on Diplo's radio on Spotify. Uh, and I was just dancing in the room, jumping up and down and doing, doing like up downs and, uh, you know, it's, I look like a moron and for fun, I was going to record it, put it up on, um, an Insta story, you know, to show how stupid I look. And even that I couldn't do. Cause I was like, you look so, so beyond dumb doing a workout by yourself and recording it. I just can't, I can't join. I cannot join. I apologize. I got to sit out. I'm going to sit out on this one, coach. No, I'm going to I'm going to take a seat. So, I had to I had to sit out and relax, but I hope uh, people are uh I hope people are finding ways to entertain themselves. Of course, I don't have a guest this week. Uh, maybe I'll have one next week, maybe the next week. I don't know, man. It's kind of uncertainty right now. A lot of people have been dropping out. A lot of people are nervous. A lot of people have families. I understand that completely wholeheartedly. I'm even tempted to not uh do these anymore with guests. Maybe just do a couple of weeks of solo. Maybe do a phoner. I'm trying to put it all together just like you guys are. So a lot of people are probably like, Whoa, what's up, man? No guest. I don't really like solo. That's fine. You know, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. This is kind of, you know, a dire circumstance. It's a national slash international emergency. Um, I read on the computer the other day that 20,000 people died. And that just shocked me. And I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into the depths of... COVID because I know people are trying to listen to this stuff to hopefully bring them a little bit of joy in a time that's whack. Um, But, you know, it's daunting to say the least. Let's just say that. It's daunting. It's sad. It's disgusting. I hope we make it out of this uh, on the good side. And um, it's scary and sad. But that being said, stop posting workout videos, dude. I don't want to see it. Um, In the meantime, the world has taken a a very big liking to... uh, to the uh, uh, the Tiger King, just incredible! What a documentary! What a series! How bad do you want to see a follow up? I mean, good God, Joe Exotic in jail! You know, it's just it's so much ripe material there. I can't wait to see what ha- Doc Antiel. I mean, this guy is a predatorial sex monger. Who I always say this when me and the old bagger watching stuff. I'm always I'm always like, who fucks that guy? Who fucks that guy? Somebody fucks that ponytailed, weirdo, fat, out of shape, megalomaniac who's manipulated these poor young girls into thinking that he's got something. I, I, I just, I can't, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around. 
But we we ripped right through that. I had to watch it. It was so mesmerizing. It was just so, I couldn't stop, dude. It screamed Florida, but it mostly took place in Oklahoma, which is ironic. It screamed Bert Kreischer. It screamed Kreischerisms, Kreischer lifestyle, you know? I love how they, like, conveniently left out how much meth was being used. Did you find that fascinating? The amount of meth that was being used to turn two boys who were not gay into being gay. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen. But if you haven't seen, like, You're Bad, I guess. It's incredible. Like, watch it. It's already out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the the meth was such an uh, underappreciated piece of this puzzle that really kind of manipulated the entire storyline that they didn't really get into, which I found strange. Also, I was listening to a ton of Joe Exotic's music videos on YouTube. This shit slaps. Joe Joe Exotic music videos slap. They fucking hit, dude. Here, kitty, kitty. I love that shit. Here, kitty, kitty is dope. I guarantee you when, when, uh, when... When World War Quarantine is over, we're going to be hearing Here Kitty Kitty in the bars without a doubt. And if you're a DJ and you're not remixing a Here Kitty Kitty right now, shame on you. You're a dumb guy. Because Here Kitty Kitty is perfect for the club. Perfect for the club. I know I usually also mention music during uh, the solos. Because I like to hear what you guys like. Um, a lot of people are like, I-, I can't believe he knows about underground hip-hop or old-school hip-hop. That was what I I, I loved more than anything. Um, and that was kind of what my whole life focus was for a long time. Uh, I also said on the last podcast with Adam Amiga that Zia Records was closed down. Someone was like, it's still open, asshole. I didn't know. I thought it was closed. I just assumed, like everything else in Tempe, had been uh, murdered and demolished to the ground. That entire town in, 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 in Phoenix has been just uh, obliterated. It, it looks like a different world every time I go back. There was this great place that we used to go get drive through kegs, drive through beer. And God, I wish I could remember the name of it, but... That always made me smile. I was buying underage alcohol in a drive-thru. It's just such a, what a wonderful thing to have access to as an underage kid was alcohol in a drive-thru. We would drive up to the window. They would, a young, a young, you know, kid whose dad owned the spot would check your ID very, very, you know, quickly, uh, half-assed, and hand it back to you. And then we would get kegs of Keystone Light or Natty. You could get Natty or Keystone, and we had a kegerator fridge that my old roommate, uh, Stupid Fat Mark, he built. He drilled a hole in this old fridge he bought from our landlord, and we had a, a secondary fridge in our in our party room, and he turned into a kegerator. And when you came over, you just had to put, there was just a, a bucket on top of the fridge that said, you know, you drink a beer, throw in a dollar. That was kind of a reasonable thing to do. You know, if you're going to have a beer out of the kick, throw in a dollar. Then by the end, we'd have 30 or 40 bucks in the bucket, and that was about the price of a keg back then of Natty, or Keystone was about, I think it was $49.99. 50 or 60 bucks was right around what it was. But we'd go get them from these drive-thrus. And they just wanted the business, man. They were literally on the just on the kiss of the campus, right outside. So they knew it was just getting all underage college kids. But they were so cool about it. They didn't care. I used to I love I used to love buying underage. God bless. God bless drive-through liquor stores. Let me tell you guys what I'm listening to now, just so I can uh, I can hear what you guys listen to in some of the comment sections and all that stuff and the replies I like to get online of like, oh, I love that stuff too. Um, DJ Pool Boy, I don't know if you guys know DJ Pool Boy, Pool P O O L Boy B O I. DJ Pool Boy has a great song called "It's Good to Hear Your Voice." It's very ominous and it's looming. I tend to listen to the music that's going that uh, to match the mood of what's happening in my life. And lately, of course, I've been a little bit drab, a little bit out of it. Tycho, been listening to a lot of Tycho. T Y C H O. Love that. There's an incredible song by, uh, uh, I can't even pronounce this, 
Boogie uh, Be- Belgique, uh, B-O-O-G-I-E, B-E-L-G-I-Q-U-E. And uh, the song is called Goodnight Moon. And good God, is it a good, it's a great cut. DJ Snake is in here, a little bit of Fortet. Uh, Fakir or Fakir, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's fake, Fakar, F-A-K-E, F-A-K-E-A-R. Uh, they're phenomenal. The Heavy is great. Caravan Palace, Odyssey. A little bit of Roddy Rich for your boy. I got to have some of that stuff in there, man. Uh, Ali Bumbaye by The Game, which is a good throwback track I've thrown in recently. Black Pumas I've thrown in recently again. Kygo came back to. Uh, R Plus. A uh, little bit of Jim Croce if I want a little teardrop to come out when I sing. Operator, oh, won't you help me place this car? Um, Ted Nugent. And Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I'm all over the map when somebody's like, what do you listen to? Everything under the sun. Especially because I love to listen to different stuff when I run. That's how I, I, I escape, you know? I like to uh, get my get my jizzog on uh, to get away from the internet. This has been such a massive internet intake. My intake valve for internet has been in, just overwhelmed, overloaded. I can't believe how much shit... I'm looking at on the internet every single day. You know, every morning I wake up, me and the old bag, we have breakfast, we have coffee, and I sit on the computer like a madman searching for, you know, some hope in the madness. And, um, God, if I get another meme with that, that, that big black dude's dick, if I get one more of those, I'm going to be happy. I love it. Not even going to lie. I, every time I get one of those memes with a big black guy's dick, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It makes me laugh every time. I don't care what it is. Some of the best ones I've seen so far are, um, first of all, the Crying Jordan meme with Crying Jordan on the, on his head. Whoa, is that clever. Whoever did that, very, very good. A couple of Trump press conferences that turn into a video of him. Tr- Trump holding a, uh, a piece of paper, flips it over, and it's the big black guy's dick. I mean, so much fun. I think his name is Meat, and he's passed away. R.I.P., R.I.P., R.I.P. Meat. Um, he's uh, gone to a better place, hopefully. Uh, but man, when I get those, it just really changes my day. I know you guys are getting them, so I want you to send in some of your favorites. Um, go ahead, send it into I'm a Santino fan at gmail.com um, because I really love I want to make a big compilation folder of how many of these I get because, God, they're so much fun. It's just so funny, and, and it's such a shitty time to, like, you know, have a little piece of, uh, have a little piece of uh, comedy, penis comedy, you know? A little bit of dick comedy. Everybody likes a dick joke. That being said, I know he's passed away and I don't think it's right to monetize off of his death, you know, but I do think it's nice to pass something around to, that makes him immortal, that immortalizes this guy. It solidifies him as, you know, one of the greatest, doesn't this make you feel good during a bad time guy, you know? And I know it's a shitty time, it's a crazy time, it's wild, it's weird, I feel scared for my family, you know, myself as well, I guess, I'm a little, I'm nervous like anybody else is, but... You know, you got members of your family that aren't as young as you and not like the age thing is the only thing. But good God, dude. You know what's really changed my perspective on everything is how many people rely on getting up and getting out and doing stuff with that interact with a lot of people. A lot of their jobs are with other people. You know, not everyone has the ability to do not only what I do, but to work from home or to work where they were kind of isolated already, where they don't have to, where their income isn't dependent upon other people. You really begin to appreciate people like that, you know? People in the medical field who have to rely on, their job is working with fucking people. You know, specifically people that are sick. So thank God. God bless these people. Real, real, real talk. God bless these people that take time 
in in their life to take time away from themselves, essentially just to help other people. You know, cops, firefighters, you know, a medical professional. These people, all they're doing, all they're doing is is trying to do for you. You know, that's what's crazy. You know, we got a uh, we get a little ahead of ourselves. We like to blame people for stuff and. You know, we like to say shit that we probably don't mean just because of what's going on in the world. And good God, man, these people, all they're trying to do is, is give a sacrifice, you know, for you, for you and for your health and safety. It's commendable as shit, dude. I'm a stupid clown that tells, tells stupid jokes, you know. Thank God for these people that do that because, I don't know, man, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be lost without, the, without them, you know. Even some, even even people that are just do typical service for the public. Uber drivers are hurting right now. I watched a video about this poor woman. She just has her only source of income. You know, I've been trying to help. I po- I, I've been donating to a few different places anonymously. Um, I don't want my name attached to stuff. I think there's something weird about it for me personally. I just, I like to just donate and walk away. I've been donating to a bunch of places that I feel like people could use the help, you know. But I talk to a lot of fans, my Patreon fans, and a lot of these people still have to work. Because they have jobs that they need to work. And everyone needs to work, but they don't have a choice. You know, a lot of people that are lucky have a choice. And, you know, a couple of people on the Patreon, they just, they're like, bro, I got it. This is like, you know, the society is dependent upon it. So, and I know I said I wasn't going to get into it, but good God, it's prevalent. What can you do? You know, what can you do? It's prevalent. It's something to chat about. Let me have one more sip of the sauce. Let me, let me, lay, let me lay out a little bit. Hold on. Mm-hmm. This stuff is great jazz. It's always nice to have a, a a little bit of sauce at the end of the day. I really do like it. After I finish all my tasks, right? I feel proud. Something about the moon. I've talked about it before. Something about the moon. As soon as the moon comes out, it's like, go ahead. Pour yourself a drink. You're like, what are you doing, moon? He's like, listen, you had a long day. I know it's been tough. Do yourself a favor. Grab some ice cubes. Throw it in a glass. Grab your bottle of sauce. Have a sip. And I'm like, Moon, are you sure? I feel like, hey, 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 hey. Don't argue. Just have a sip. And I do. I like moon drinking better than sun drinking. Day drinking is not not my favorite. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, but it's not my favorite. Like, Rogan always calls me a booze hound, you know? I don't know. I like the sauce, but I don't do it in the middle of the day when I should be doing other things. This is my nighttime routine. And sometimes daytime routine, depending on if there's a sporting event going on. I'll never not have a beer at a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game. It's impossible. It's impossible for me to not want to have a drink at a sporting event. It's a bonding experience. You know, last time we went to a sporting event uh, live, I was in New Orleans, you know, where I chipped my tooth, doing mushrooms, chipped a tooth in New Orleans. And my buddy uh, got, we got so tanked, my buddy, uh, my buddy Jim fell asleep at the basketball game. <laughs> you big goof. He passed out in the middle of the game. And then we took mushrooms again that night and went out, and he was joking about falling asleep at the game. He was like, what? I don't, I didn't, you know, I was, I was drunk. I didn't care. Love that. Love that. That's why day drinking's tough. It's hard to last. You're slamming shots and playing beer pong, you know? I hadn't been to a bachelor party in a long time. That was a wild, it was a wild ride for me. Bachelor parties are, uh, Usually bachelor parties suck. How about that? Usually they suck. Usually they're garbage. They're annoying. There's always one or two dudes in the group that you're like, that guy sucks. Why is he here? Why is he here? But this was great. Everyone was dope. It was very rare. 
It was very, very similar to a time we went, I went out to Catalina Island with a bunch of people. If you're if you ever come to Southern California and you want to really have a beautiful experience, go to Catalina Island. It's a little island. Uh, 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 you know, mm, I don't know how long the boat ride is. Maybe 40 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't even know. But it's beautiful. And we went out there with a bunch of people and we had fun. We called it Get Along Island because everyone was getting, it was great. Everyone was contributing, pitching in money and drugs and booze and food, just having a good time. But Catalina's great. It's where the Chicago Cubs used to play spring training. The Wrigley family moved out here a long time ago. He owns a property on Sunset Boulevard. If you ever want to see Chicago Cubs used to play spring training on Catalina, you can go take a boat ride out there and take a golf cart to the backside of the island. You can actually see where they used to play. Highly recommend Catalina. Makes me think, man, I could retire out here. And then I think, yeah, but you're stuck on an island that's super, super small. If one big wave hits, you're fucked. No thanks. <sighs> Having a couple of these because I, I I'm not I'm not driving, not drinking and driving. So I might have six or seven. Who knows? No, I probably won't. Probably have four or five. Keep it reasonable, you know? Got to keep it tamed down. I just scratched my nose, a little itch on my nose. I've been disinfecting my hands so much, they're cracking and bleeding. And I was running the other day, and I and I scratched my own nose while I was running. And a woman and a woman literally yells at me from the other side of the street. She goes, don't touch your face! And that's why we need guns. I should just be running. Don't touch your... Shut up! Don't touch your face. I haven't touched anything. I'm outside running. My hands are clean. I washed my hands and then I was running. And it's not my grabbing stuff while I'm running. Yeah, I touched my face while I was running at an itch. I've been running almost every day, if not every other day, which is more than I usually because I'm touring. I've been running, you know, once or twice a week. If I'm lucky, I'll get in a five to eight mile run. But it's been so nice to run on the break. But it's dismal to see, you know, all these businesses closed down. I told the old bag that it tri- tripped me out, stressed me out. Seeing these businesses close down, I'm like, come on, man. We got to get back to square one. We got to get these places open, get these people, you know, back to making a, a, a living, dude. But, you know, it's been a balance. Every single day has been a, a balance and a challenge. I was asking people what they bought. It's interesting to see what you buy during, like, the apocalypse, you know? What what kind of food that you buy. Because I was following a dude into Trader Joe's. You know, they let you in in chunks. You had to wait in line and go in a chunk. And I followed the dude in. And the first place that he went to, the first place that he went to was the frozen food section, which I, I, I agree with. I get. I think that's smart. You know, the toilet paper and all that shit was already sold out, which is, which is this whole thing. Why are you hoarding toilet paper? If you didn't buy all of it right now, we would all be able to ration it out and it would keep coming in at a regulatory pace, just like it usually does when this isn't fucking happening. Why are you doing that? Don't buy 50 rolls, cunt. Everybody needs some. Buy a couple, and then they can restock it at such a good pace that we can all get what we need. This is why people are shit. This is essentially why I'm. I'm I don't like. I don't like. Uh. Uh. I don't trust people enough to say that we could live in a, in a in a socialist country, because people are dog shit. America's too big. People take way more than they need all the time. This is fucking proof. If I've never seen proof that you can't trust people to take what you need. The phrase, take what you need, it would never apply here. Now, whether it works other places, I don't fucking know. We don't live in other places. We live here in the United States, and I got to tell you, being around people in a pandemic, in a pandemic, shows you that people are bullshit. They fucking, they're savages. They hoard shit. They steal shit from people. People are bullshit. People are bad people. Not for, not everybody, fuck. 
But, but you just see how people do dumb shit. You're like, why are you doing that? You're hurting the community. Don't do that. We all need the shit. If you don't do that, we don't all run out. And then they can restock. And it's not panic. It's not overhaul, you know? But he went to the frozen food section. <laughs> I went right, and I went right to, I went right to veggies. I went to the right to veggies and nuts and snacks. Because I wanted to grab that stuff first to get it out of the way. Because I feel like everybody, every, everyone is going to at some point run out of meals to make. And if I got as many veggies as I can get, I can do a veggie and, and meat combo. That's what I've been doing. Me and the bag have been doing like a protein and a bunch of veggies or a rice. And it, just to kind of keep it fresh all the time because you're eating the same frozen shit all the time. gets old. It gets tired, dude. Try to have some cereal today. I hadn't had cereal in a while. Try to add cereal. And the milk was rotten. You know that? You know what's so funny? It's milk. When milk smells bad, it's repulsive. But you don't taste it right away. <laughs> like, I ate two spoonfuls, and I just didn't... Re- I was like, mm, that's weird. But the cereal kind of overpowers the flavor of the milk because it's a little bit of milk. But then I smelled the carton. I almost yarged it in the fridge. I was like, you know that? You know that thing? I had that same smell. We were cleaning the gutters on the roof. And a fucking cat in the neighborhood. There's a bullshit. There's two bullshit ass cats that live in the hood, and they get on the roof, and they pooped on in the gu- on the roof, and it must have gone into the gutter. And I was scooping out leaves and shit out of the gutter because it's gutter cleaning time, March slash April. And my God, when I smelled it, the gag, that gag that you have when you smell shit, when you're like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. It's it shocks your core. I can handle pain. I can handle a lot of weird smells. Just, just like old poop is just couldn't do it. Couldn't do. I almost fell off the fucking roof. And I, we were up there cleaning stuff because I had another roof leak thanks to the rainstorm that's been going on in Los Angeles. Roof leak. You know how fun that is. I see why my father was always mad. Yeah, grow up, and then you see why your dad was pissed all the time. You learn. You're like, oh, I know why dad was angry all the time. Because we did dumb shit, and he already was dealing with dumb shit. Here's kids doing dumb shit all day, and here's dad dealing with other dumb shit all day that already exists. You know? I would flush stuff down the toilet. There was a, there was like a mold. There was like a Nickelodeon, you know, like a gack thing when I was a kid or something. And it was an at-home mold, and I flushed it down the toilet, and it, of course, broke the pipes. Broke the pipes. That's why kids deserve to get hit. My father should have knocked my teeth out. You broke the pipes. God damn it. That should be why you get hit. You should. You know, we played the game of life the other night. When you get one of those cards, you know, one of those exemption cards or whatever, you should get handed a card every time you get hit, letting you know why. So you hold on to the card. You know, Here, smack, and it says right on it. Because you broke the pipes. You broke the goddamn pipe. That's why you got hit. So when you get older and you're like, oh, my dad, he's so mean. You read all those cards. Read back all the dumb reasons that you got smacked in the head for being a, a moron. You goofball jagamo. We played Life, though. Yeah, we did. We brought out Life, the board game. It was actually really fun. Uh, I beat the shit out of the old bag. She's been whooping me in card games, though. But I beat her. one. I had 1.9 million. <laughs> She had a million. I had 1.9 million. I beat her. I was a doctor. She was a salesman, I think. And uh, my salary was better. She also got clipped. I sued for revenge like three times. Uh, hey, baby. 
200 grand or 10 spaces. You really do learn in that game of life, honestly. It's a great game for kids. If you got kids that are of able mind, you know, play life with them. Show them how much of a bummer it is to, to lose money on that board game. Because when you do, it feels exactly how it feels in real life. It's so it's it's an old game. It's year it's so old and yet it still reigns true. You know? It's wild because that that when it hits you, when it's like lose two hundred thousand due to, you know, tornado or whatever and death in the family and bankruptcy and all this stuff, you really you really do go, Oh wow, that this is exactly how it feels. I'm pissed off for no reason. The game of life, let's see how old the game of life is. The game of life was invented Conway's game of life. Uh was uh oh no no this isn't right that's something totally different there's a zero player game no 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 that's something else i'm thinking about the the board game the game of life um uh, this is conway's game of life that's a cellular aut- automation that's weird i've n- i've never seen that before the board game i should write the board game of life i just want to know the invention year of the board game of life people at home are like who cares but hasbro that's right hasbro did it hasbro made the board game of life and uh, it's been around for a long time. It, this says eight. Wait, 1860. Holy shit! The game of life was designed by Mil- Bill Markham, Markham, Milton Bradley, and Winning Moves were the companies that published the game. 1860 to today. That's how long it's been going on. Wow. Setup time they say is 10 minutes. Playing time is an hour, depending on how drunk you're getting. By the way, random chance high. Spinning a wheel, card drawing, pure luck. That's really good. Skills required are counting and reading. All right. I know some people that don't know how to count and not read. The modern version is published 100 years later, 1960. It was more modernized, designed by Ruben Klamer. and was heartily endorsed by Art Linklater. Hey, Art Linklater, for people that don't know, Canadian-born cat. Amadian, uh, he's an American uh, radio personality here, too. That's pretty wild. But the Game of Life was originally created in 1860 by Milton Bradley. It was a checkerboard. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you can see that. It was originally a checkerboard game if you look it up. That's wild. Uh, uh, his most important product to that point had been a portrait of Abraham Lincoln with a clean-shaven face. Did not do do well once Lincoln grew out his famous beard. Bummer. Bummer. You draw Lincoln, he grows a beard. You're like, thanks, man. I, f- I fucking was making a living off you with the clean-shaven, but I appreciate that. That's pretty wild. But the game of life, we we cracked it out. We cracked out the game of life. Me and the old bag had a drink, played life. It was actually really, really fun. It it was just it was it's just fun to 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 throw back to do throwback stuff, which brings me to my next and very honest point that I did want to talk about. All of these celebrities online putting up video. I, we were watching HGTV, and a bunch of the hosts from HGTV, like the twin brothers, um, who who the twin brothers, uh, the property brothers, and all these other people were doing like a segment for a commercial where they're like. You know, here's what I'm doing. You know, you can see I'm at my house. I, you know, we're not filming. And here's what I'm doing to stay safe at home. And they talk about, you know, reconnecting with family and doing all these fun, sweet things, right? But here they are saying all this stuff um, in the comfort of their home saying, hey, you, th- this is actually kind of a good thing. It's really nice to do this. And, and it's so fucking inconsiderate of people that have to work for a living, that need the money. Yeah, you like the break from shooting TV because you're a millionaire, you fucking asshole. No shit it's cool to hang out at the house 
in your beautiful house with unlimited resources and access while you play board games with your kids and brag about it. Let me tell you something. If you're lucky enough to be lucky enough, shut the fuck up and be lucky enough, okay? You don't see me out there making commercials being like, I love this, this is great. This is great. Thank God for the virus. I feel good at home. Shut up. Why are they putting on TV hosts telling people that this is a great time to reconnect? It's That's inconsiderate of people that don't, that can't, first of all, that can't be with their fucking families and that don't have any income. These, If you're lucky enough, you're lucky enough and shut the fuck up. You know, I'm lucky enough where this isn't drowning me right now. Thank God because uh, uh, of touring and podcasts and television. I'm lucky enough, and I appreciate it. I'm very humbled and very appreciative of the fans that have come come with me on these on this journey, and have stuck around through my career. That that you know that that I don't need to fucking brag about the idea that it's like this isn't hurting me as much as it hurts other Americans. It's hurting me. It sure, certainly is taking away income from me for sure, and taking away jobs and work without a doubt. But there's so many other people that are doing worse than me that I can't sit here and bitch about it. So these fucking celebrities, like the Imagine song. You know, I don't need to harp on that because we all already did. But it's like, how, how, how tone deaf, how societally unaware are you that you think a fucking song is going to be chill to sing when people are losing their jobs and their family members are dying and they're unsure of their future, both economically and socially? Dude, suck a fucking butthole. Suck a dirty butthole. You're a moron. You're a moron. I'd say it to your face. You're stupid. You're bragging about it. Like if you're privileged enough to not have to go to work and this be a little baby vacation, then shut the fuck up. Shut up. Don't brag about it. You know what you actually more than shut up, do something. Donate. Help out other people in causes that don't have the ability to do so because they need help. They need help because they're out of a job. They're 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 out of resources, you know? The unemployment they said was 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 the highest it's ever been. The application for unemployment was the highest it's ever been since the Great Depression. Ah! Dude, help somebody then. If you care so much, help someone. Sing a fucking Lennon song. Get out of here. I know I ranted. I'm sorry for that. But I just, it frustrates me, dude. I don't need to see you telling me how nice this break is. That's, that, that's fine if that's nice. Save that for your inner circle. You know? Save that for your friends. You don't need to put a commercial out and say stuff about how this is like a great time to reconnect and stay at home and stay healthy and stay safe. Other people don't have a choice. A lot of people have to work. A lot of I talked to the Patreon fans. I was like I was saying, so many people have to work. They don't have a choice, and my heart goes out to them. So I, I don't need to be boasting about or or complaining about sitting at home. It sucks. It's a bummer, but I'm lucky enough that that it's not ripping me to shreds. Some people can't make rent. They can't play, make car payments, you know? That the, the, that Uber driver, that woman that put that video up, she couldn't even make a car payment for the fucking car that she drives around to make a living. I mean, good God, you know? I slipped back into COVID stuff. I know. Eh, fuck me. It's what's happening. It's hard to not talk about what's happening. That's what it's like being a comedian. It's, it's, it's impossible to not talk about what's happening, whether or not it's funny. I mean, you know, I haven't really made light of a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I should be funnier right now. Should be amping up the funny, but it's hard. I said it to Bobby. I called Bobby about us doing bad friends together, and I said, dude, it's it's hard to be funny right now. It's super hard. I'm not going to fucking lie to you guys. You know, it's hard. I, I've been truthful with my fans as far as my emotions and my, and my anxieties and my depression and all that stuff. That's part of the reason I think we all connected. It's been fucking hard 
to be funny. Okay? Twitter, it's fun to write some bullshit up there. But it's been hard to want to be funny. It's just been hard to want to be funny. You know, that's a, that's a, something we're striving to do. I'm tr- We're trying. You know, this is tough. It's tough to want to be funny when you're like, oh, it's tragedy. It's, tr- it's a lot of tragedy. It's tough to want to be humorous right now. But I do. I do. I, you know, it's in my fucking bones, you know? I'm trying to make light of stuff. You know, me and the old bag are uh, sitting around the house pumping. Huh? Pumping. Throwing a couple... Uh, Throwing a couple, uh, couple, unloading a couple loads in there. Back it up. Pumping. I imagine the sex rate must be through the roof. The amount of kids that are going to be born in nine months named COVID, or it's going to be amazing. How many people are having COVID, COVID babies? How many people are getting pregnant right now? It's got to be wild. A lot of at-home, at-home fucking sessions. Which I'm down, which, hey, man, do your thing, thing. I'd love people to record and send it in to me. If you hear your neighbors fucking send it to I'm a Santino fan at gmail.com. We'll make an audio compilation of how many people are pumping around you. If you hear your neighbors pumping, living in an apartment or something, a condo, you can hear people pumping upstairs, downstairs, side stairs, side stairs, outstairs, outside. I never was comfortable. Comfortable. I never was comfortable pumping outside. I pumped outside a few times. I don't really, I don't really love it. It's uncomfortable. I pumped outside on prom night. Prom night, we pumped outside in a park. We did a few things outside in high school. I pumped outside a few times, a few weird spots, my backyard. Pumped outside in my backyard, pumped in a park. By the way, pumped in a park. What a good song. God, where's R. Kelly when you need him? Pumped in a park, pumped in a park. We just, we pumped in a park. (laughs) Chicago's finest, baby. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, R? Robert? Can't pee on kids. Can't pee on kids. Can yell at them. Can mock them. Make fun of them. Hit them. Can't piss on them, dude. These are the rules. These are the rules. I shouldn't be talking about stupid old shit like that. But anyway, yeah. Trying to stay sane. Trying to keep it all together during all this stuff, which is hard. I want to know what time you guys have been waking up. Comment about what time you've been waking up. For the first time in a long time, I woke up at 6.45, 7 a.m. That's when I usually wake up, right around that, or around that area. 6.45 to 7.30 is like my window, you know? And I woke up today at 7.30, which was late for me, kind of. And uh, I toyed around on the phone for a second. The old bag was sleeping. The pup was still sleeping. And then, miraculously... I, which never happens. I I rolled over, spooned the bag. The dog came in the bed, jumped up, said what's up. She took the dog out, and I passed out for three more hours, which never happens. And I mean it. I can't do that. I think the exhaustion, the mental exhaustion, you know, it was just like, ugh, what today? What am I going to read that's going to, you know, throw me into a tizzy? So I want to know what time you guys are getting up, what time you're going to bed, what time you're getting up. And if you still have to work, you know, what time that's shifting your schedule to due to the fact that everyone else has different, you know, every, everything is moving around. It's just a wild, it's, that's, it's a wild shift of life. I felt the shift of life happen, you know? I also, this is the other thing, I didn't get to this, the toilet paper thing. I was curious, how much toilet paper do you think you're using? Comment, comment and tell me, how much toilet paper do you really think you're using a day, you know? People that are buying 70 rolls, 
How many fucking days do you think you need of toilet paper? I'm, I'm being genuine. Because I, I played a guess and I said, probably one, you use a roll of toilet paper between two people if you live with someone else. You probably use one roll every other day or so. Every two, three days maybe you use a roll. Maybe. Because I, I don't know. I just put up a new one in the in the in, in the bathroom that I shit in. We obviously shit in se- separate bathrooms. Key to a happy marriage. We shit in separate bathrooms, and I was like, I wonder how how long this will last me. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep tabs, but I think it's a couple of days. I think it's a couple of days. I don't rip through toilet paper that much because we're using two different bathrooms. So if it's just if you're sharing a roll, it's probably two or three days. If you got it by yourself, I would say four days, five days. I don't know. I don't know. Comment on how much you're wiping. I also do a post wipe. I hope most of you do this as well. I do first couple with toilet paper. I post it up with baby wipes. Baby wipes gotta end. They have to be your. They have to be the uh, the you know the dessert. They have to be the end game. It has to be the last thing on the menu. I gotta put a baby wipe in there. Gotsta. Dry dry isn't gonna do it. But if we run out, cause we're not we don't got a lot left. If we run out, I'm just gonna be pooping and sh- and showering, pooping and letting that uh, bathtub spigot run down my my tush. Clean it out like the old school days. You know. That's what they do in Costa Rica, man. In Costa Rica, you can't throw away toilet paper in the toilet. So there's the pipes aren't built for that. Infrastructure is bad. You got to poop, wipe, and throw it in the trash can, or you got to poop and get that booty in the shower, or go in the ocean. Get out in the ocean, eh? You got shit in your ass. Get in the ocean. Got to get in the ocean. I've been having a good time, though. I will say this: I've been having a good time catching up with old friends, which has been a kind of a luxury. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Christy Stefano and I call each other all the time. It's good to talk to Chrissy D. Ladder 14. Talked to him today. Had a FaceTime with the entire cast of Dave, FXX, and Hulu's Dave, Lil Dicky, me, Taco, Gata, Scooter Braun, who helped produce it, and uh, who else was on the call? Am I missing anybody? And Mike Hertz, who I play on the show. Mike, who's, uh, who's Dave's real manager in real life. Mike. And also... Um, Dude, this is crazy, but I don't know if I should say Yeah, I don't know if I should say this, but we were, we were talking about uh, people to get, you know, people to, to get on the show. We were talking about Ty Dolla Sign. I did a bit about Ty Dolla Sign that was on the episode last week that I highly suggest you watch. Um, but uh, Bun B, Bun B, UGK, got on FaceTime with us. I thought that was really tight. That was, it was just wild to... To talk to him for a second, he was a fan of the show. I I hope you watch the show. I hope you like the show. Dave on FXX and Hulu Wednesdays and Thursdays on Hulu Wednesdays FXX Thursdays. I usually don't plug a lot of TV stuff because it's you know I know it's it's out there. You if you know it you know it. And but I, I think it's a fun show, man. We had a great time and you know of all the trials and tribulations of making a new TV show, which is tough because it's new. I'm glad it turned out good. I'm glad people like that shit. Ty Dolla Sign was fun. We did a Ty Dolla Sign bit. Todd Dollison, Todd Dillison, and he liked it. So I'm, I was cool that he liked that shit online. It's just cool to see people like uh, that have a sense of humor. So while, in the world of hip hop, a lot of people are they're cool. You don't know if they're gonna have a sense of humor. They might just you know get pissed at you. And that was something I learned when I did punked back in the day. Punked, you learn really fast. People have a sense of humor or they don't at all. And I understand some people don't want to get punked, but some people definitely did not have a sense of humor. Eek. Can't mention any names. I'll, look at I'll mouth it to the camera. Maybe you can figure it out. Somebody that didn't didn't enjoy their time on our show and we never aired was was uh, maybe you can figure that out. <laughs> I've been drinking. 
Yeah. She didn't like it. She did not like the episode. We never aired it. We had to pull it. We had to pull it because it was an invasion of privacy or something. Or I don't know what she got us on. A lawyer. A lawyer checked us hard. Uh, it was an invasion of privacy. But it was a great bit. It was an incredible bit that your, your, yours truly wrote back in the punk days. It was a bit where she went out to dinner downtown. I'll, I'll tell it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell it. I think they got sued for it, but whatever. Um, we, she went out downtown with a bunch of girlfriends to go have dinner. And she, and downtown Los Angeles is not like many downtown quote unquote places, major cities. It's downtown LA is, is a rebuilding thing. Different neighborhoods are starting to get stronger as time has gone on. You know, I moved here, you know what? I have 14 years ago and 14 years ago, it was, you, you never went down there unless you're buying crack. Which then you then I got a couple of good spots, flower and six. No, but, um, but yeah, she went downtown to have dinner, and in one of these like hot spot new areas, parked her car. We knew what car she had because the host at the time uh, was is good one of her good friends, and he told us what she had, and so we do we got a dupe of her car, we got a uh, a gutted out dupe duplicate, so that we got the version of her car it was totally gutted out. It wasn't it it used to be. Her car, but the inside was stripped and the engine was gone. You know, it was just a shell of her vehicle, duped. And um, she had parked in a lot that was kind of like an under construction lot, but it was very vague on purpose. And we did that on purpose, obviously. She went in the restaurant, they had dinner and drinks. And what we did was we moved her car into a garage uh, that her friend her friend helped us with. And we crane, crane lifted her the duped car, which she thought was her car, something like 50 feet in the, I'll say 50 to be conservative. It was probably closer to 70 to 100 feet. It was way, way up. It was insane. Because um, 50 would be five basketball hoops. Is how, that's, how, that's how I think about everything. I was going, that's about five basketball hoops because I'm a moron. But we lifted it up in the sky. And she came out of the restaurant. She had an altercation with me because I was the contractor on the site doing all the work. And she was like, where's my car? I was like, we told her we had signs. We had signs, of course, everywhere that she didn't see at the time that we revealed later. And she panicked and freaked out. And she's like, that's my car. Give me my car. And I'm like, no, it's no. It was in a spot. The tow company couldn't tow it. We had to move it. So it's up on the crane until we're done. She said, well, when are you going to be done? I was like, tomorrow, the next day. Who knows, lady? Let me do my job. And she was losing it. She was fucking losing it on me. It was really fun, man. She was yelling at me, screaming, all this shit. I'm going to call the cops. I go, call the cops. You parked illegally. Fuck you. What are you going to do? And thank God she didn't call the cops because that usually leads to a bad spot. And, uh, she was panicking, and I said, you want your car that bad, lady? You want your car? And she goes, yeah, I want my fucking car. And I go, you want me to put it down? She goes, yeah, put it down. I go, okay. I grab the walkie. I go, put it down. And they release this car, this dupe, and just, whoosh, it slams to the earth, shatters of force into a million pieces. And she has a mental breakdown. It was insane. It was insane. Also, no offense, but it wasn't that nice of a car. It wasn't that nice of a car. It's not like I crashed a Ferrari. It was like a, you know. SUV. She's a millionaire. It wasn't anything crazy. Yes, it would have been crazy if it happened in real life. But also, you know, I didn't. I didn't crash like a, a rare vehicle. I didn't crash like a collector's item. You know, we, we smashed like an Audi Q5 or something. You know what I mean? Relax. Cool it out. Mm. That being said, I know it was a punk is always a, an invasion of privacy, and it really is. But most of the time, people love it because they're with their friends and they see it's a part of a thing. And you know, this was also over a decade ago, so different times. But yeah, she panicked. She hated it. And then even when the friend came out in her real car, she was not happy. Couldn't air it. Not 
happy. Not happy. It was a fun time in my past of a string of shows that I've done. And like I said, now that's brought me to where I am now. And uh, I, I will say very proudly, I'm happy. Dave is a great show. Dave is a great show, and there's some really funny, cool people on the show that work very hard. So I hope people are watching the show. I hope people like the show. You know, I think it's I think it's very good. You know, Jeff Schaefer is is nothing short of a genius. You know, uh, he's he is short actually. He's very short. He's very short. Is a, a short man, but he is a he's a brilliant short man. Uh, he directed all the all the episodes of Curb this past year that I was lucky enough to do an episode of, and he created the league with his wife Jackie, who's also a, a brilliant genius comedic writer. Um, I shouldn't use the word genius. Genius is like such a throw around. They're both extremely good at writing comedy. Geniuses, uh, we we overuse it. You know, NASA has geniuses. Comedy writers probably aren't genius. They're probably just um, good at writing comedy. And I mean that across the board. But yeah, there were so many good people to work with on the show. So I hope people's likes it. Otherwise, what can you do? That's kind of my perspective on everything. What can you do? TV's hard to make, man. TV's hard to make and film is even harder. Kudos to people that can make good film because good God is film tough. I haven't seen a movie in a long time that I like. Last night we watched Vegas Vacation. Great Wild, which I love. Sean Wallace. What an actor. Princess Bride. Never mess with a Sicilian when death is on the line. What a line. Iocane powder. He built up an immunity. Princess Bride, Sean Wallace was fantastic, and he was just as good, if not better, in my opinion, in uh, Vegas Vacation, teasing Clark W. Griswold, letting him know he was never going to beat the house. Wayne Newton also. What a weird guy. Chicks used to throw panties at that guy. Some of the jokes in that movie just don't hold up, and some of them really, really do. God, do they ever. I mean, some of those are good. Uh, Quaid, Randy Quaid, wow, was he funny. Cousin Eddie. A great movie. We rewatched that. We're, re- we're trying to rewatch old movies, but Netflix, by the way, dude, this is my beef with Netflix. Netflix doesn't have the titles that you want to watch. It's like, we have so much. Yeah, but you, why don't you have things that I really want to watch? Three Amigos, not on there. Why isn't Three Amigos on Netflix? Brewster's Millions. I wanted to watch it. It's not on Netflix. Big, the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Why can't I see these fucking movies? They're so good. Just buy the classics, Netflix. Buy the classics. There's so much bullshit on there. Netflix has a host of trash. And I mean a host of shitty stuff. They have so much bullshit that you're like, why would they buy that product? Why would they purchase that library, that title? I don't get it. They could use some of that other stuff. Some of that other jazz. It's just annoying. And I'm so I'm Hulued up. I'm Netflixed up. We've watched so much stuff. I mean, good God. And I have Hulu Live. I watch Hulu Live TV because I love it. We got rid of the direct TV. But at some point, you just want like an old classic that you love. And we have a bin of DVDs. I think we're going to crack it out tonight. Watch an old DVD from back in the day. I don't know what it's going to be. The old bag loves Spaceballs. That's the old bag's favorite movie. Spaceballs and Three Amigos, uh, that's oddly her two favorite movies. Shows her comedic sensibilities. The old bag has got a smart noggin. Spaceballs is incredibly smart and funny. Three Amigos is so, so funny. My favorite line from Three Amigos is when he says, oh, look, it's a mail plane. He goes, how can you tell? He goes, you can't see the little balls dangling? Come on. 
come on. So good. So good. Martin Short and Chevy Chase and Steve Martin. What a combo. What a combo. I mean, good God, My Little Buttercup. The song My Little Buttercup in that movie might be one of my most one of my most iconic songs stuck in my head from like My Little Buttercup has the sweetest a smile, a smile. So good. So good. It rivals it rivals uh so many of the comedies from my from my youth. Cause Three Amigos was, you know, a shade before my time, just like Caddyshack, you know. But it was God damn, was it such a good movie. Tell me some of your favorite comedies in the comments on the YouTube section if you're out there. Let me know what you guys are watching. That's old school throwback, one of your favorite comedies. Cause I love to see that stuff. I love to see what you guys watch. Because I like to rewatch old shit. I love old comedies. It's sometimes it's worth buying the DVD. Cracking out the DVD player, you know? Just sometimes it's worth cracking it out. Dude, I, I was looking for a DVD. I cracked open an old case, and inside was a porno. <laughs> it was a porno doubled up on the actual DVD. How fun was that? Wild, right? The DVD, oddly enough, if anybody knows, is a very specific and very odd reference uh, Hieroglyphics, the hip-hop crew, came out with a double-sided CD-slash-DVD. Um, it was so weird. It was awesome. But Hieroglyphics came out with this thing, and it was like a tour video of kids like doing drugs, and it wasn't full circle. I don't remember what it was called. But, man, it was wild. But in that case, was that and a porno underneath. Cheers to me, you know? I was like, no one's going to be looking for this. And they're right. I wasn't either. Pop got myself a DVD porno. I don't know how to play it since MacBooks don't come with DVD slots anymore. You got to fucking buy one. And like, we did that to make it slimmer. It's like a DVD is so, you couldn't figure that out. I feel like you could have figured that out. Oh, it takes up space and stuff. You could have figured it out. I feel like they could have hit it behind the screen. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a computer guy. I'm a moron. So what do I know? I love that. That was, that was, that was a couch quarterback, you know? Should have done that. All right, fat ass. Well, why are you sitting on a lazy boy and that guy is a, you know, that guy's out on a field every day. We don't know what we're talking about. So much of the time, we're totally lost. And I'm right, you know, and especially me, I'm lost in the sauce. I'm not going to lie. I'm lost up in the sauce. Commenting about computers like I know, like I know anything. iPhone said they're going to delay coming out with a new phone because of what's going on. Makes sense. Makes sense because the 11 was just the 10 with another camera. Have you guys noticed that? Has anybody noticed that Apple has slid downhill since Steve Jobs took took the dirt nap? I mean, come on, dude. The 11 Pro is the 10. It's the same size. Look up the specs. It's just got another camera. Same phone, another camera. That's it. It's faster. So what? So what? And the 11 Pro, the 11 regular might as well be the uh, the fucking 10C or whatever it was. The other weirdo one that they had with all the colors. They keep slipping, dude. They need to come out with something funky, dude. Put a chip in my fucking face. Let me feel it, you know? Put a chip in my face. Let me feel it. People don't want to get chipped up, dude. Chip me up. Put a chip in my wrist. Put a chip in my fucking... Right next to my my wobbly lobe, whatever this is. My, my wiggle wobble, my wigwam, my wobwam. Put one in there. Make me a computer. I don't I don't care. The amount of the amount of computers around me already. Make me a computer. Make me one of the computers, dude. I wonder what my computer name would be if I completely turned into a full robotic computer. Yeah. What would I be? 
my uh Santino soft. Oh. Often. Often. You ever get out of the shower, guys, got fellas? You ever get out of the shower, you have a good dick day? I have a mirror of the faces in my shower. Sometimes I got out this morning, I had a good dick day. I looked at it, I was like, look at you. Look at you hanging a little bit lower than usual. Look at you. Look at you hanging a little bit lower than usual. Looking good. Looking good, bud. I gave myself a wink, you know? And it, it, when I gave myself a wink, my reflection went, ugh. It's so funny. Um, I want to address a few things just for fun, just because I've had a couple of sauces. People on the show sometimes comment that I manspread. I spread my legs too much. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. Just listen to the show and have a good time and enjoy the world. Stop dictating about my how I'm sitting on the chair. Fuck off. Fuck off, weirdo. Just sitting in a fucking chair. I like to spread my legs. It feels good. Also, I want to comment, people that say I'm on Adderall, it's a bad joke. It's an old joke. It's a bad joke. No, I'm not on Adderall. I've never even done Adderall. I've never done cocaine, never done Adderall. Don't do that shit. I do downers, dude. Depressants. I like alcohol. I like downers, dude. I like to get down. My brain already works at a fast paced speed. So if it shocks you that I talk at a, at a million miles a minute, it's not because of drugs, because my brain works faster than yours, you dumbo. Hey, you're a dumb guy. <laughs> Speaking of dumb guys, Shab and Callan were texting me today. I texted Shab. Texted Callan, texted Shab. They both were texting. I texted them on a separate text, and then Shab asked if I wanted to go over there and do the show. Those two bozo idiots. I should. I should go do that show. The Twink and the Stink. I should. I should. These are my boys. I love them to death. I should go over there and do that. I'm just, what's going on makes me like, well, should I fucking surround myself with more people? I got to be around Bob already. And you guys know Bobby is, oy, 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 you know? No. He's a cleanly person. Kalila's been hosing him off, she said, in the front yard to make some dance. Like that scene in Tommy Boy when David Spade hoses down Farley at the, yeah, and he's like, you've been eating paint chips as a kid? Did you eat paint chips as a kid? He goes, <laughs> why? What a good scene. Good God, what a good scene. Is that Tommy Boy? Am I stupid? No, it's Tommy Boy. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chris Farley. Good God, do we miss someone like you right now? Guys like that, they were just so unabashedly funny. I they would make some great material right now, huh? Better than better than almost anybody. Patrice, Farley. God, we could use guys like that. Who just know how to do it, dude. They know how to do it. Um but I but I, I've rambled long enough. I think this was a fun solo episode. You know? I touched on a bunch of personal stuff as much as I could. I appreciate you being around. If you are fighting something in your mental whether it's depression or anxiety, I've said this before and I will say it again. Please stick to working through it. K-I-M is that phrase that we use all the time that some of the fans know. K-I-M is crowned by Tribe Called Quest, Keep It Moving, one of my favorite songs. Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, to the K-I-M. You got to keep it moving. Please stay positive. Please stay healthy. Please stay in the right mental state of mind. There's no need for all the negative, there's no need for that bullshit to enter your space. Just, just do the, just do yourself a favor of being happy and confident with who you are. And struggling through the shit is not easy. And I know, you know, and people belittle uh, anxiety, they belittle depression, but 
I feel it, dude. And I feel it, I feel it strong in a way that only people that know know. And I will say, I promise you you stick to trying to work on it and it gets good. You know, when you let it eat at you is when it gets bad. But when you work on shit, man, does it get good. Whether it's talking to somebody, whether it's exercising, whether it's journaling, whether it's creating art, whatever your outlets are, please, please exercise those outlets because it's important. It very much so is. Don't let, especially what's going on right now, get get in here because it, it's not worth it. You know, you uh, you got to keep you got to keep on keeping on, my friend. Keep it moving. Keep pushing in a positive direction. Spread more love, less hate. Fuck all that bullshit. Negativity ain't worth your fucking time. Don't do that shit. Have some fun. Try to make as much fun of a bad situation of whatever you're in and get recentered. We're all flawed. We're all bullshit. We're just trying to figure it the fuck out. So keep that shit moving. I love you very much. I usually end the show with a word or a phrase. And I think in a very, very appropriate phrase for right now in this very moment to everybody that's worried, that's suffering, that's sick, that's struggling, is is uh, keep it moving. Keep it moving. K-I-M, baby. Keep it moving. I love you. I appreciate you. We're all doing our best. Much love. See you next time. In here... We pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers.